Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to episode 46 of your favorite podcast, the Grow Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. Today, we're going to talk about your commitment to winning. We're going to talk about some true top set training facts, not mishaps, facts. We're going to talk about living every day like it's fourth and goal. What's fourth and goal mean? I'm about to tell you inside. Inside, you're going to be fired the fuck up. After this one, you better have a wall to run through. You're going to want to run through that thing multiple times. Episode 46 brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. I'll see you inside. Oh, man, me and Scott are trying something a little bit new today. I'm yeah. kind of nervous. What time is it right <laughs> now? It's 12. Dude, it's noon. So usually how our how our uh, God pod recording days go is, you know, we meet at the gym around like 130 and my whole morning is kind of dedicated to client check ins. And then we go to the gym, we train, we get back and we all kind of recuperate for like an hour and a half, two hours or so, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit longer, depending on how much work we have. And then we dive in like recording the podcast yep. and like all throughout the day, I kind of like subtly think about like, Hmm, what are some things I would like to talk about? What are some things I would like to discuss? Um, and, and, you know, I usually dial in or zone in on a topic about 30 minutes before I have to get started. Um, that's very, very, very normal here today. We're doing something different. We're recording two podcasts in a day mm-hmm. and we have a really, really cool feature coming. We are going to every single week. We're going to have a team Mahaley coach on the podcast and we're going to talk about just some coaching values, some information, some helpful tidbits. They're going to be like 20, 30 minute long segments. Um, I say that and you know, I, I feel like when Kenny gets on here, me and Kenny are about oh, to go yeah. for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I can talk to Kenny all day. Yeah. Well, you, are you going to talk to Sarah and Kenny in tandem or separately? Dude, I don't know. I thought about that. Yeah. If they're both on here, I'd probably talk for six hours. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole, it's a commitment. <laughs> I love that. Um, and, and I, I think we're going to do like some in tandem and some, some separate, yeah. you know, I think, yeah, I think it'd be it. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're just such a good team. Yeah. You know, that like, it's hard to like separate them. Yes. They're such a good fun Dude, that's, team. that's, that'd be the, a fun topic with them is how do you coach as a team? Yeah. 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 Like, dude, like them being stuck together in quarantine, like, oh, dude, I, th- I bet they're thriving. <laughs> <laughs> they have five cats. Oh, so. I'm, sure, I'm sure Kenny is. Yeah. I'm sure Sarah's a little bit like, oh my God, Kenny, slow down. Yeah. As soon as they got the opportunity to go to that gym, I Sarah was like, let's go. Absolutely. She yeah. was like, ready. Uh, they were gung ho about it. I love that. So we're dropping that. So tonight, so after this, we're going to go try. And um, after that, we're coming back. We have to run to a guitar center and like mm-hmm. pick up um, another item so we can have three guests on at once because me and Savannah, Scott, are going to sit down. We're going to talk about some coaching relationships, building relationships, building trust, getting the buy in factor from your clients. So I'm really fired up about that. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. So, you know what? We're going from three. We started this podcast and I told Scott, like, oh, I don't know, like maybe, you know, one a week. And yeah. Scott's like, yes, we should probably do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I was like, this dude's crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. You told me every day. And I was like, wow, that's Did I a say lot. That? Yeah. You were like, I can talk every day. I remember, I remember being very like, dude, we only need one a week. Like, I remember being very like um, adamant about yeah, that. Maybe yeah. this was earlier maybe, on, but maybe. before it became an actual reality. Yeah. And like, dude, now, like on days that we don't record podcasts, I'm just kind of sitting here like, damn, dude, I wish we were fucking, I wish. <laughs> We're talking to the people. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, hopefully we'll get um, to five. Yeah. So we're going to four and you know, there's definitely a prospect in the future of us getting to five. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the biggest item is that, you know, it can't ever interfere with team Haley. Uh-huh. And you know, yeah. like, 
even if these are only 60 minutes of actual record time, you know, there's still like an hour for, you know, notes and preparation. Yeah. And, you know, with a huge client load, um, it's, you know, we just want to make sure that, you know, team Haley has to come first and grow. I mean, grower dies definitely coming second mm-hmm. to me right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I'm really, well, then you even add on the, uh, the post-production. Exactly. It's so like the editing, the Instagram yeah, post, the YouTube. Scott clips. works. I mean, how long does it take to edit one of these? A podcast? Yeah. Probably an extra half hour. After yeah, because we don't do editing. We pull no. out like a segment in the middle where we have to stop, reset the cameras, and he adds. We always record the intro at the end. He adds that to mm-hmm. the beginning. That's, yeah, oh, it's about thirty. And I got the yeah. right. I have to go into the software and write everything. And, That's know, right. Get the description up and get it loaded up. Yeah, and get the schedule. It's probably half hour. But now we have David on board, <laughs> who's doing the Grower Die podcast for Instagram. If you guys mm-hmm. aren't following that, dude, I mentioned. It, I think in the last one. Yep. Follow that shit because we have some cool stuff coming to that yep. page we're gonna have like two posts today that's the goal and it is dude like it's just like, it's like my most fire fucking lines yeah and, and yeah. some bloopers it's really some funny bloopers. blooper of scott yep. coming yep. in there yep. um we haven't had many we've only really had like one or two yeah um and so that one's gonna be really funny and then once we're caught up we're gonna drop all episodes on youtube yeah and then we're gonna roll those as we finish them and I, I don't want to say it's too prematurely. We're doing that by episode 50. The goal is episode 50. But, but now I we're bumping the, up. But I did the math on yeah. how long those videos take. And oh, it's going to be like 55. Oh, fuck. OK, OK. <laughs> so we'll say by episode 60 to give us a little that's bit of cushion. All right. Yeah. So it's actually coming. Fa- I mean, that's still within yeah. like a few weeks, like yeah. it's within a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I just I. I'm really excited about the podcast growth, how much it's helping you guys. So I appreciate you guys. Again, I want to thank you guys. Scott wants to thank you guys. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fantastic. I know Raw and Revive are loving being part of the podcast as well. Um, so yeah, super cool. Be on the lookout for this team. Haley coach tidbits going to be awesome. Um, yesterday, this is going to kind of lead into uh, the topic of the day. Um, I have some flaming to do before we get into the topic of the day, but, <laughs> but yesterday, um, I'm not sure if you guys saw the, uh, the pendulum squat set that I post on Instagram, dude, that shit was wild. Yeah. So Would you have six plates, six plates. I've only seen actually yesterday, Dusty Hanshaw posted <laughs> yeah. a video. So I've seen three people ever do heavier than that. Yeah. Dusty Hanshaw, Flex Lewis, Sean Clarita. Yeah. It was the only three people I've ever seen do heavier than that. Like, like the pendulum squat is the hardest movement in the gym, period. Nothing else is even close. It doesn't compare. It is on such a different level of literally every other. Why, why is it so challenging? Is it because it's so quad loaded or is it because of the, the way you swing down? Or Yeah, it's the entire it's the movement mechanic of the machine. Yeah. And the movement mechanic of your um you know, of your body's, your mechanical position in there. Mm-hmm. So you're starting at about a 45 degree angle. You're almost starting at like a hex squat. Yeah. But your hips yeah. are bent but a little then bit. then you end right on top of your heels. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at the depth on that squat. You are on top of your heels. If you take a barbell squat down there, you're going to lose tension. You're mm-hmm. out of your active range of motion. The entire pendulum squat is an active range of motion. Most mm-hmm. people during maybe a goblet squat or a barbell squat or a hack squat or mm-hmm. a lake press are utilizing momentum to show out the bottom in the pendulum squat. Momentum doesn't exist. Okay. There's none. It's 100% so tension. When you start pushing, it's 100% tension, 100% fully loaded through in a, a completely stretched mm-hmm. and then a completely contracted muscle. You can't get that anywhere else. It's not possible to get it anywhere else. Wow. Like the only other exercise that's really as effective as that one is like a fucking preacher curl. Yeah. When you think about a fully stretched, a fully loaded bicep. That's that's a bicep. Like this yeah. is your whole fucking lower body. This is fifty percent of your body being loaded with extreme tension. My favorite part about it: no lower back activation, mm-hmm. none. Lower back stabilized against the the back of that machine. It is all one thousand percent from the waist to the fucking ankle. Yeah, you want to get fucking big legs. You want to fucking grow. Find a pendulum squat and go fuck that thing up. And for the men out there who listen to this, we appreciate you guys tuning in. After you do it the first time, you're gonna look at that six plate. You'll be like, "Dude, that was nuts." <laughs> yeah, dude, I call you two. Yeah, yeah. For reference, like two. Scott's very strong. Scott's a very, very strong person. I would say Scott can. I think on a one rep max, I think Scott could probably hit close to 400 on a squat. He never okay. tries one rep max. I think he'd be close to to 400. So for that, he uses two plates. 
And dude, I had six on there. That is brutal. I like, I think I've said this before. It's very few times I impress myself. It's a very humbling machine. It's called the humbler. <laughs> it's their reference as the humbler in yeah. bodybuilding circles. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I appreciate house of gains, um, having that. Yeah, for sure. Um, this morning I, I woke up, I, w- I was sent to post. It was such an LOL post. Uh, it, was, it was pretty cringeworthy. I was sent to post by uh, someone who like you know, does training programs and whatnot. And I don't know, dude, it's like weird. It's like, like I've heard that this dude like has issues with me and stuff that like, mm-hmm. talks about me mm-hmm. and like, like we've never spoken. Yeah. Like we've, I don't think we've ever had a single interaction. That's the funniest thing yeah. I've ever heard in the world is yeah. when somebody has a problem and it happens to you the most, I think. Yeah. When somebody's a problem with somebody else. But they've never. We've never. I don't think we've ever. Even know I don't you. think we've ever seen each other in person. Yeah. Like how can you? How and can you make the judgment the, call? The dude's from you know where I live. Before I moved to Austin, and um, so I heard you know he told one of my he was kind of running his mouth to one of my uh, best friends a while back, and my best friend was like you know like uh, whatever I'm I'm not going to venture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I messaged this dude on Instagram and I was like, what's up? Like I, it was super <laughs> professional, but I was like, I don't yeah. think we've met. Like I apologize if I'm like missing something, but like, I just kind of heard there was like some beef or something. I just want to get that cleared up. I got crickets back. Yeah. I never heard anything, Yeah, but I was sent to post today that was directed a thousand percent to me. Mm-hmm. And dude, I thought it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Like what a beta. So the post was referencing top sets training. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, I, 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 figured it was about me because well number one um i don't think this guy really does much top set training in the video he posted with it and then the explanation it would you know it, it like it doesn't seem like it's something he's well versed in because okay. the video wasn't true top set style training and the explanation wasn't you know really either like maybe in like more watered down circles mm-hmm. like an advanced level bodybuilding definitely not okay and but what gave it away is someone who just can't stop running their mouth about me mm-hmm. like they live for me. Yeah. Commented on it. And I was like, Oh, like yeah. throwing shade. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this is about me. Like, LOL. Like, this is funny. Um, but you know what I'm concerned by is like the message. Not that it was about me. It, it's about the message. Um, he was insinuating that there's different styles of training for different types of weight classes of people. Mm-hmm. And this isn't accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he made a statement that said something about, you know, I can get this stimulus out of a top set train. I think he's like 230, 240 ish. Okay. Uh, he's a pretty big guy okay. from what I've seen. And I think he's pretty fucking strong. Um, you know, from what I've heard. And um, he, so he, he made a comment like, how could a hundred pound girl get stimulus out of this? What do you, what do you top mean? What do you, what do you mean? It's, yeah, it's all relative. Yeah. Well, it, we, <laughs> what? Like, like there's not weight classes for style of training. Like, I mean, Oh, if you're under 110 pounds, you have to do high volume. If you're over 110 pounds, you have to do moderate volume. So that's like if saying, if you correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're under 110 pounds, physiology doesn't matter to you. Essentially like, yeah, your physiological response is going to be different. And yeah. like, that's what I'm concerned by now. This guy doesn't really have a big following or big reach, sure. but I do know that there's a lot of people who look to him for training advice. Got it. And this is very inaccurate. This is wildly misleading because top set style training is for people who are advanced in the gym. Mm-hmm. This is low volume. This is high intensity. Mm-hmm. It's every single set you know, on my team, every single set we take it to failure. Yeah. You see the results on my team. You, see, you know, you see the results that other people post. That's, I don't even think he, I don't think he has any client results. Oh, I, 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 I know nothing about the dude. Yeah. Well, like, but like I was on his page today and like, it was nothing but like training videos. Like there were no clients or anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you look top set style training for advanced folks mm-hmm. is I will say, um, is the best method of progression yeah. uh, for a large majority of advanced bodybuilders. I think when people think, I think, People assume when you say top set training is the way you have to go, they think yes. it's across the board no. for everyone. Like no. a beginner, yeah, like a, or a forty-five year old woman walking in, yeah, no, top set, do it, <laughs> no. put that shit on no. your back and they do don't it. do that shit. Yeah, <laughs> not on my team, at least they don't yeah. do that shit. But that's what I think. That's what I think that people assume. 
Yeah, no, no, no. So low volume, high intensity. That's for, you know, people who know their way around the gym. That's yep. for people who, you know, their their form's been okay by me. The execution's been okay by me. That, you know, they're really looking to push, push, push out of every single set. And they're able to go into the set with only seven or eight working sets or true sets. And they're able to progress through that. You know, mm-hmm. most people can't, even most people listening to this, they're like, man, if I only had seven or eight sets, I wouldn't get better. But that's kind of what you want to work to. Yeah. Um, you know, I go into the gym and every day I have about five or six sets that I perform. Um, yesterday I did uh, four sets of pendulum and I did two sets of leg curls mm-hmm. and then I hobbled out of the gym barely. Like that was only six sets. Yeah. And like I would consider myself pretty fucking advanced, I think, at this point, not to toot my own horn. But most people who are able to follow top set style training, that's the best route for progression as far mm-hmm. as I've seen, as far as I've, you know, I'm concerned in the client results yeah. Yeah. and the trophies. And the lack of injuries and the mm-hmm. progression. When's the last time I came to you like, fuck, dude, this client got hurt. Yeah, true. Have true. you have you heard that once in a year? No, no. Even, even in my own training. I mean, I started training when I was... Yeah, you've ni- incorporated 19. top set style training recently. I started training when I was 19. And I think it went all the way through college. Uh, and I was training the hardest and the longest and the most attentive in co- with the most yeah. intent in college. But I didn't do top set style training. Yeah. And I think I was still getting used to, I mean, this is years and years and years of progression. Yeah. Getting used to the movement, getting used to the feel, getting used to, you know, really understanding your body. Absolutely. And then when we, when we met, I saw you doing it and you were, the more you taught me about it, the more I felt ready Absolutely. to incorporate it. And yeah. it's definitely changed my strength. Yeah. Cause it's not really something you can just start. Yeah. Like you can't just like start it one day. Like you have to kind of work into it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, a, a large component here is understanding this is very low volume. This is very high intensity and recovery needs to be periodized. Like there's going to be times after you train for two, three, four, five weeks, we're going to need to take four or five days off. We're going to need to recover. We need to stay at home. Uh, some people can recover in two fully. Uh, you know, we, we monitor heart rate variability, we monitor blood glucose, monitor sleep, um, and all that stuff to ensure that they recover before we go back to the gym. Some people need three, some people need four, uh, you know, whatever it is. Um, so the recovery component here is huge. And, you know, I think people, um, I mean, this is really ignorant. Yeah. Like it's pretty obvious. I'm pretty fucking well versed in the shit mm-hmm, that I do. Mm-hmm. But I think people read my stuff and they're like, oh, every day, seven days a week, train to failure, take it to failure, 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 failure. Grow or die. Yeah. Like literally, I think they might take grow or die a little too serious. Probably. I really think they do. Yeah. And, you know, so well, I just ask people, number one, if you have a problem with me, dude, come straight. I'm super cool to like, to like, yeah. There's nothing you can do that will make me fight you. Mm-hmm. Like where I'm at in life, I have everything to lose. Yeah. And I man, the amount of energy of like, dude, I like have to like fight this person now. Look, like I'm just like so far past that. And I'm proud of myself. I was like a year ago. I was not that person. <laughs> I was ready to rumble. <laughs> now, if you grab my girlfriend or you fucking touch my girlfriend, no, we're fighting. We're knocking the fuck up. Yeah. And I'm a fucking mock you. But there's no. I'm not here to fucking like threaten or fight people. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. If you have an issue, like let's just chat about it. Sure. You know, sure. And let me see your side. Mm-hmm. Let me discuss my side. Now, the other thing, anyone can come on the podcast. Yeah. I've been, I, you know, I've extended that all for many times. Like come on the podcast. Let's chat about it. I would love to, you know, chat about opposing viewpoints and training. Just don't get mad if the debate doesn't go your way. That's what I'm saying because they, I think like they know it's not going to go their way. Yeah. You know, they want to talk about reps and reserve and they mm-hmm. want to talk about recovery and they want to talk about all this stuff. But like you've never, competed in bodybuilding mm-hmm. and the only clients you've ever trained are bikini girls most of them aren't very good yeah like the the resumes are different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you've never trained professional athletes and i'm not like there's people who know way more than me yeah. I think Matt yeah. Jansen, I think Neil Yoda Hill, I think Andrew Vu, I think Chris Aceto. Yeah. Um, I think Hani Rambod. You know, I think those guys very obviously like I, but I, I can look at them and I say they know more than me. I will say in my personal list of top six, I'm number six. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've noticed even paying attention to your clients, the, yeah. the more you've learned and the more you've progressed over the last year we've yeah. worked together. Uh, and I think it's only going to get better is that like, you know, Joe. Yeah, that's a whole like from the eleven month yeah. that you you guys did that together. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and less looking, than half that was with drugs too. That's awesome. With and so looking at like Jansen's clients, looking yeah. at Vu's clients, and the yeah. people they share, and those are incredible. The clients don't lie, people. Dude. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is like you've seen this transformation of yeah. clients and how we always talk about it. Yeah. The ones that have stuck with you for a long period of time yep. are now about, about to pay off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. I, you know, we were talking about it last night and I have no problem coming on the podcast and calling my shot. Yeah. 
I believe after this competition season, I'm going to be mentioned in the same breath as all those people. Yeah. The clients I have coming and the people I got prepared are nasty. Yeah. Are nasty. Like what we're doing is so next level. And I, I don't even show you guys. I, you know, yeah. You see, you see a majority of them. I don't show you all of them. I yeah. show Megan all of them. Yeah. I, I've shown David all of them. Instagram is highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is highlight reel, but I ain't going to show, I, got, I don't got to show all my cards, mm-hmm. but you're going to see us, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to see what we're doing. We're going to win a lot of overalls. Mm-hmm. We're going to turn pro. We're going to be competing. I mean, I'm going to call the shot right now. I bet you I have a client turn pro and win the overall out of pro qualifying All right. this year. You heard it here first. I have three that I got my eyes on. I got three clients that have strong chance of doing that. Yes. And I think at the end of the year, like I'm going to be mentioning the same breath as all those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm excited for that. Like mm-hmm. I'm fired up for that. It's also, it's so rare that coaches are adaptable. You mm-hmm. see a lot of coaches going like only bikini. Oh yeah. Or yeah. only yeah. bodybuilding. Yeah. They pick one. Or lane. only men's physique. I got them all. Mark yeah. Tominick has them all. Matt Jansen has them all. Andrew Vu has them all. Well, I think it I'm teaches you fucking, more. I'm in junior nationals last year in Chicago mm-hmm. and Andrew Vu had like five people turn pro in five different divisions. Oh shit. And I was like, that's literally what I'm going to do next year. Well, I feel like in, and I don't know enough about the, the details, Yeah, but I feel like you could probably, as you learn people's bodies in different divisions, you could take pieces of that and apply it to others. 100%. And I think that 100%. makes you a better coach. Yeah. I mean, well, when you really understand the root of physiology, yeah. I think people who kind of bias themselves into one category, they just kind of understand that category, that body type, that goal. Mm-hmm. When you really understand full scale physiology, you realize you can work with anyone. Yeah. And now the only item is going back a few podcasts ago, the one that Caitlin had us do, um, women's bodybuilding division. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just manipulate it to that division. Mm-hmm. And that's where the magic happens. Um, and so, you know, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm mm-hmm. really excited about this. But if you go make a post about me, at me. Call it straight. You got something to say? <laughs> Hit me up. I'm wide I mean, open. Yeah, if you're going to do it, might as well just go full Dude, on. Go full on. Come on the pod. We can chat. Yep. And, and you know, my mission in fitness, I was talking to a trainer at House of Gains. I really want you guys to meet today. He came up and introduced himself yesterday. Cool. Um, Michael. Okay. Michael. Okay. And I, you know, I was following me on Instagram. <laughs> Love your stuff. Like what you do, what you put out. Yeah. Everything. Super fucking cool. Really appreciate the conversation. My mission is not, it was never to have the biggest team. Yeah. It was never to have the most influential team. It was never to have all these IBB pros and like compete at the highest level. Mm-hmm. My mission was to help impact as many people as I possibly could. Yeah. I see people who attack folks like me and that's not your mission. Mm-hmm. Your mission is all ego based. Whereas my mission is I'm here to help people. Dude, it's, it's like what we talked about uh, several podcasts ago is your job or is your goal to build the biggest building by tearing all the other buildings down exactly. or focusing on your building and building the biggest one. Exactly. And that is so powerful. Yeah. I focus on my building. Yep. Like I'm trying to focus on my building, getting You're up not to wasting the time trying to tear it down. And what's been interesting is recently, you know, we saw a team that, you know, one of the, one of the coaches was taking shots on me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We had over 30 of their clients come to my team. Mm-hmm. You know, we see this person who, you know, I mean, I just heard a lot of shit about your personal life, but I'd probably be you know more worried about that than I would be me. Your building is burning down mm-hmm. and you're focused on mine. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't yeah. be like that. Well, it's a, it's a heavy distraction. It's such a huge distraction. Yeah. And like when you go through life constantly thinking like, man, I, like fuck Justin Haley. Like he's getting more successful and he's, he's posting stuff and he's getting clients and he's doing his thing. Like it, like I'm not saying you're jealous. I'm not saying you're envious, but it's because I'm building my building Mm -hmm. and you're just focusing on mine. My building is getting so big and like cool. And like, it looks fucking dope. And dude, like hopefully it has my fucking name on it. (laughs) (laughs) Like Tony Stark's got the TM right on top. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just like fucking Tony Stark. Like I think that'd be lit as fuck. Yeah. Focus on, you know, building your building. Which leads us directly into the topic I want to chat about today. What's your commitment to winning? Your commitment to winning is not all that high if you're constantly focused on someone else's yard, on someone else's building, what other people are doing. Your shit's on fire. Is your shit on fire? Where's your focus? Is it internally or is it externally? 
You need to configure that. You need to configure what is my fucking purpose here? What is my commitment to winning? Because how winning is categorized in, you know, 2020 media is like, look, look, the NBA comes back July 30th. Yep. Couldn't be more excited. Yeah. Everyone knows who's winning the championship. Yeah. It's a condensed season. The Lakers are the best team. The Lakers are going to win this fucking championship. It is a monster upset if they don't. Mm -hmm. That's what like winning is construed as. And, you know, 2020 media vision. Mm-hmm. I'm not rooting for Lakers, by the way. Well, I kind of am. Yeah. I kind of, it just cause like Dude, LeBron's I, dynasty is so cool at this sure. point, but like, I'm kind of rooting for the bucks. Like, it's like, you know, I'm like not to be like the get off my lawn guy, but like the Lakers bought it and the bucks built it. And like, yeah. I want to see the built team win. And now, so correct me. The season's down in Florida and like, they're like doing this Orlando. Orlando. It's in Orlando and Vegas, right? It's only in Orlando. I think it's in Orlando. Dude, right? I'm, I'm confused. Because I think they're keeping them all in like a little bubble. Yeah, there's only 22 teams playing. Dude, I think that's going to have a huge effect because supposedly they can't bring like no. family and shit. No. That's going to have an effect on the gameplay. Yeah, but we also have 30 some days to figure it out. True. That like um, someone said it perfectly. Whatever LeBron does, they all do. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's the leader, you know, he's a true leader. Did you, I, I heard something fucking hilarious. Yeah. So they're like, they're vetting, like, you know, you don't have your family and you know, yeah. have te- take temperatures and all this stuff and like do testing all day long. Yeah. And they, they came out and they said, they're not going to be testing for marijuana. <laughs> I love this. I love this. The weed so man much. is welcome. I heard Dude, that on another podcast. LeBron, I wonder if LeBron James smokes weed. I don't know. Maybe. I bet he does. Yeah. I bet he, I wouldn't be surprised. I, uh, you'd be proud of me. So I've been listening to him a little bit. Yeah. I've been kind of engulfing myself in the mentality of Bron- LeBron James. Dude, his mentality is interesting. And though. I don't know if he'd have time to smoke weed because he sleeps for eight hours and then takes a two hour nap. And I do. Every day. His recovery shit's nuts. That's crazy. His recovery shit's wild. Yeah. His mentality is very unique. It's vastly different from MJ and Kobe. Yeah. But just as effective. It's pr- it's pristine. Very pristine. Yeah. It's um elitist without meaning to be. Yeah. It's um it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um so I I always enjoy listening to him. Mm-hmm. But when I say winning, you think of LeBron James, you think of Super Bowl, you think of you know championships and one team outscoring another team. We can apply this to our day-to-day life internally and also externally. If you apply it externally, you're going to have a lot more bad days than you have good days mentally because you are always going to be biased towards what someone else is doing and you're always going to give them a higher score than what you're giving yourself. Mm. When you don't know what they're battling internally, you don't know what's going on. You only know what's going on that you see. Like me, you only see social media. Now, <laughs> I'm battling nothing. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> lie. My life is very good. I feel yeah. very privileged to be in the position I'm in. Yeah. There's not really a lot of stress or anything. Mm-hmm. But you only see what I let you see mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. I don't show you my dogs, what I do with my dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't show you my girlfriend and I's relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't show you. Every single move that I'm making, I don't show you the meetings that we have. You just see what I show, what, what I want to show you. Mm-hmm. And of course, it looks like I'm winning. Now, I do feel like I am. But you're going to give me a higher score than you give yourself when you only see 2% of the picture. So don't let someone else have that. Don't let me fucking have that on you. Don't let Scott have that on you. You're, you're, you're stuck comparing. You're in the comparison don't, syndrome. Yeah. And if you get stuck comparing, you're never, you're always, you're going to constantly keep yourself under whoever the fuck you're comparing. I, to. I love that. Cause you're saying don't compare your 100% to my 5%. Don't. Cause there's yeah. no idea. Don't fucking do that. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe if you saw my 100%, you'd be like, yeah, his life sucks. <laughs> you might, like, you might depending on your values. Yeah. Depending yeah. on your values and what you want. It's internal. It's an internal scoreboard. Winning is, it starts all internally. We want to talk about the superhero effect. It's a super heroic effort. And LeBron James won another championship in his third city. And that's fine and well. That's fantastic. You don't see, like Scott said, you don't see 10 hours a day he sleeps. You don't see six hours a day of the recovery. Two hours a day of training with weights. Two hours a day of playing basketball. The missed family time. His son's missed basketball games. Him not seeing his wife for weeks. Him be having to miss out on so many things that are going on back at home because there's sacrifice involved. And now his kids are 
you know, getting pretty old. I, yeah. I can't remember their fucking ages. Oh, yeah. Apparently, this is a LeBron James podcast, which I'm okay with. That's cool. He, I mean, he's the winningest dude that we have here. I, I mean, I listened to him for like two hours yesterday. Dude, so. He's fantastic. So, if you saw his 100%, because even if you watch him play every single game, every single night, you watch him for three hours, you watch a 10-minute press conference, uh, they play three games a week, you got nine hours and 30 minutes a week of LeBron James. How many fucking hours are in a week? Like 156 or something like that? Oh, yeah. You got such yeah. a tiny percentage. You didn't, you got 6%. Oh, it's your 168. Yeah. Says. Yeah. One, six, yeah. The 168. Yep. What if you don't want the rest of his life? What if you actually saw the rest of his life and he wasn't a winner? So you compare internally. You have a scoreboard that runs internally. A win happens due to the culmination of fighting every single fucking day for it. The sacrifice, the strife, the struggles, the stress, the anxiety, the tears, the lost memories. Girlfriend mad that you haven't seen her in two days when she lives with you. <laughs> <laughs> like not, you know, missing, taking the dogs on a walk. Yeah. It's the little shit like that. Missing family FaceTimes. Sometimes those sacrifices have to be fucking made to culminate for that W. So what's your commitment to winning? Are you willing to give up your Friday, Saturday nights? Are you willing to give up Thursday, Thursdays, Tuesday, taco night? Man, I can't remember the last time I thought about that. It, it would have been college. Same. Yeah. Same. Are you willing to give all those up to actually get what you need to win? Let's talk about what a win is. Along the way to the overarching vision of what we're working towards, we have steps and we have achievements. We have little accomplishments along the way, if you will. And constantly doing what it takes, whatever it takes, your only vision, you're on a one lane road to this next accomplishment. Because I understand you can't be on a one lane road to the overarching vision. You don't even know where the vision ends up right now. You're on a one way road to this next accomplishment. When you get to that accomplishment, you got to be able to find the next road, pivot to it and go and take off. It is up to you to make sure that you don't get distracted. That you don't get distracted. Along you got to put way. your blinders on. Yeah. And focus. And you have to be prepared. What if you come up on a roadblock? What if yep. you come up on a mudslide? What if a deer runs in the middle of the road? You know, theoretically, we have to be able to pivot around these things. We have to be able to assess, adjust, uh, assess, adjust, and adapt. Culmination of fighting every single day. What does it take to get to the fucking end of this road? And how can I find the next road? Whatever it takes. I don't care what I have to miss out on today because my purpose is bigger. My purpose is bigger than the little items I have to miss out on today. It fucking sucks missing time with Megan and Peyton and Athena. For Scott, it fucking sucks missing time just chilling outside. They have a beautiful view in the, in the, in the back of their apartment. It sucks missing out on time with Savannah. Mm -hmm. But dude, there's this fucking goal. There's this vision we have to get to. So what are you willing to do? How committed are you to that win? And that's what your goals have to be reflected upon. If you don't want to miss the things, that's fine, dude. That's perfectly fine. You, you don't have to miss the things. Enjoy life. Compile the memories. Do the things that you want to do. But don't fucking have Bugatti dreams with a motherfucking Toyota work ethic. Or, or even don't complain. Like if you want that, those Bugatti dreams, yeah. don't be complaining if you're, you don't want to miss out. No, you can't no, complain about it. Absolutely not. You, you want to have Bugatti dreams. You better have Bugatti drive. You better have Bugatti work ethic. Bugatti's got a thousand motherfucking horsepower. You better have that shit too. And you better go one fucking speed ahead and this pedal to the metal. So you have, the, the, I think there's a massive disconnect in people. And some of the messages that we get on Instagram too is people talking about this disconnect right here. Mm -hmm. You've got this goal that's not achievable because you're not willing to give things up to achieve it. Again, that's okay. You are not wrong for that. Mm -hmm. But you're in a constant state of stress and anxiety or depression because your goals aren't aligning with your path. You have to adjust those goals. You have to be able to be aligned completely. Your soul, your spirit, it doesn't lie. And it doesn't have, you know, 
lenses on that are completely biased to show, you know, you shield you from the truth. It knows where you're headed. And when there's a disconnect between mind, body and spirit, you're going to be anxious. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be sad. You're going to feel unfulfilled. These things need to align. What do you want? What's your vision? That's at the top. What are you doing mentally every day? What are you doing physically every day? And how is this reflected in your spirituality or in your soul every single day? These three things have to align to get closer to that vision. And every single day we have to get closer to it. It's almost like, and I love the the thought process or the methodology behind working backwards or what a lot of people call it now reverse engineering. Yeah. Or like you have your goal. And I then, love reverse engineering. You know, pull back. And Tony talks about it sometimes too. Yeah. You know, like for, if it's financial goal, like Tony always says that. Yeah. If it's X amount of dollars per, per year. Yep. And it's X, X amount of dollars per month. Then how much do you need to make per week? Yep. And so forth. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's that with that road analogy, you know, the deer jump in the way. So if you're, if you're reverse engineering your goals at the end of the road and a deer jumps out in front of you and that's thirsty Thursdays saying, Hey, mm-hmm. it's time to go. Mm-hmm. It's your job to just either hit that and pause or revert around it and continue heading forward. You might, you, it's not like you won't, you still won't head forward just because you hit that and you, you're still going out to thirsty Thursdays. Yeah. But the person on the road next to you might go a little faster. That's, that, that's an important variable that I just wanted to bring up. Look, this doesn't mean you can never have Thursday, Thursday again. Yeah. This means a majority of your. What was the word I'm looking for? Choices, Mm -hmm. decisions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. must be leading in the direction to lead you to that next goal. Yeah. If it slows you down a little bit, that's okay. As long as you're still going. As long as you're still going. Yeah. And I think we talked about, was it the last podcast? Yeah. Last podcast, we talked about how 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 do we achieve that level of success mm-hmm. how do we get to that place of success we have to be constantly moving forward you, we 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 have to be able to manage especially you know it's it's, it's like i talked about um you don't have to quit your job mm-hmm. you have to have a side hustle oh yeah you have to start yeah, hustling yeah, on this yeah, passion yeah so you're telling me you work eight to four but three day three nights a week you want to go out with the girls mm-hmm so you work eight to four, three nights you go out with the girls. You have four days now of working to build your passion into something. Let's not forget those three nights with those with your girls yeah. are also hindering your sleep. And your recovery. And your recovery. And the mental cognition that you can attack the next day with. So you, let's call three days, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half days. So now we're down to three and a half. Only nights mm-hmm. that we have to work on it. Man, I'll tell you what, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. You're tr- tr- truly. It's hard. You're not going to get very far. Unless, you know, you really hit it big. You hit a big break or something. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to hit it very. You're, you're not going to get there. Understand this. And this is something that Scott and I kind of alluded to without putting it this way. The resistance when you start winning is hard, dude. Dude, every time I see someone talk about me on social media, yo, I start questioning myself. Mm-hmm. I start questioning internally. Mm-hmm. Even when I know my conscience is clear, when I constantly self-assess and, 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 and just understand what's going on, what are the things I've done? What are the repercussions of the things that I've done? And it always comes back, you know, right now, like I'm very imperfect. I'm a human. I make a lot of mistakes, but my conscience is very clear because I know I haven't done anyone that dirty. Mm-hmm. I know that everything I've done to anyone should be more than dissolved now, or I have done the things needed to dissolve it. No, you're taking the action. The damage yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. You've taken the action. Cause I can't just left things unsaid or things in idle. The resistance when you win is fucking hard. You start winning and people start hating to see it. The dude I referenced at the beginning of this podcast, dude, we used to be in the same place. Yeah. To say we're not in the same place anymore is a vast understatement. Everyone starts coming at you. Everyone's microscope is on you. Every little tiny thing I do gets fucking scrutinized. I'm okay with that. What's wild is I only have 39,000 fucking followers Mm -hmm. and everything I do. Someone comes at you. Someone, someone scrutinizes you. I struggle pretty bad with getting really fucking anxious when shit comes across my desk. That's like this person said that that person said that I get really anxious. Yeah. Someone's trying to tear your building down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spend more time than I should and more mental energy than I should Mm -hmm. thinking about it. Mm. So what the fuck did I do? Yeah. Like, damn, like I did this person really fucking well. I gave this person a platform and like, this is what they're doing with it. Yeah. 
So there's shit I need to fucking work on too. Cause this shit shouldn't fucking affect you. My building is getting really tall. When your building is really fucking tall, you stand out. When you drive downtown to Austin, Texas, there's this building called the independent. It's like six fucking floors higher than the next tallest building. And it sticks out like a sore fucking thumb. It's where I used to live before mm-hmm. I moved here. Mm-hmm. Really cool building. But the first thing you see when driving in Austin, Texas is the independent. So the first building you comment on is the independent. Someone's going to say something good about it. Someone's going to say something bad about it. It's the exact same thing when you start winning and your building starts standing out and your building is, is more firm, is bigger, is more exotic, is cooler, at least than what the others appear to be mm-hmm. based off of your perception. The dream life is so glorified on social media. And see, I'm not sure if many of you, I don't think you were, but I know we've referenced it before. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if many of you were around when shreds was a thing. Oh, I was. Yeah. I I saw the down. I saw the the hot point with Paige Hathaway. Bro. And then I saw the downfall. Devin Physique and Joey Swole and uh, yeah, Paige. Yep. Uh, Man, who's Arvin? Arvin's, oh god, where's he at? Dude, I was on fucking Shred's Instagram probably a month ago and they still had like a million or some followers. Pull up their Instagram real quick. Is they still have like a million some followers. And dude, their posts get like 50 likes. <laughs> I swear a bunch of fake shit. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can pull them up. I, I, I want to get that ratio right because it's like a million. So they have like one or two hundred likes All on right. fucking 1.7 million followers. Yeah. Following four people. <laughs> How many likes is their shit getting? Their last post about their bcas how do you find this on the computer is there no likes is that why i can't find it dude oh are their likes hidden fuck their likes might be hidden it was yeah. like 50 can't find or 100 it. it was under 200 i, I believe likes, it for sure um dude that's so fucking yeah funny. you can't find it there's no but oh here you go 483 400 likes with 1.7 and, and, and no comments and no comments with 1.7 million on followers. and i know people, many people won't think this is relevant but attractive women yeah so like you would assume you'd oh, so an, an attractive women is promoting the BCAs. Just all, the, all uh, it is. Attractive that, that's women. all it is. Yeah. And they, they get four, no interaction. 402 comments on this chick. Wow. Yeah. And then the wow. rest is about, it's all women and their burn product. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. My, how the mighty have fallen. But remember there was like an assistant who worked for some of them, like multiple of them who came out and was like, oh, yeah, you know, like all the cars, those are all rented. Oh, and like God. the houses, those were all rented. And then like the car company, like dealership ended up like cutting their ties with them. And then mm-hmm. the dude came out because like someone fucked them over. Mm-hmm. The dude came out and was like, yeah, like all those cars were fucking rented. And dude, that's a lot of social media. It is. A majority of social media is not fucking real. So you're watching people live lives that aren't based in reality. Keep that in mind when you're constantly assessing because you think people have it differently than they do. Once you actually get ingrained into this industry and you realize what the fuck's going on in reality, you like it's like the great awakening. It's like, oh, fuck. None of you actually have any money at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, none of you are doing well whatsoever. It's a big fake world. It's a, it's the fakest. I mean, the fitness industry and bodybuilding overall is the most narcissistic place you can possibly be. I understand that. I get that. I mean, we care about our looks. We spend so much time in the gym. We spend so much effort and energy. And there's so much sacrifice in other areas of our life that people put us on this pedestal. Look, we don't like deserve this fucking pedestal. Now, for a six plate fucking pendulum squad, there's a slight pedestal. <laughs> but most of the shit I do, there's no pedestal that's deserved. Mm-hmm. Most of the shit anyone does here, there's no pedestal that's deserved. Because we all have tons of fucking downfalls and flaws. I am the most flawed fucking person listening to this goddamn podcast right now. Dude, you know why I don't take... Uh, y- 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 I don't know how to describe this. You know, the photos I'm talking about that you are, cl- that are clearly staged Yeah, and they're taken from a photographer yeah. and it's we like, it's someone sitting like, <laughs> yeah, you know, think pondering off in the distance and there's yeah. a supplement bottle next to her. Yeah. Like that. Every time, uh, for the listeners, every time Justin and I are trying to think of a photo or Savannah and I are trying to think of a photo. I mean, no, so every single photo in the gym is them training completely. Organic, it's a shot. Yeah. It's a shot. I caught of them training. Is that called candid? 
Candid. Isn't that called Candid? Yeah. 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 So they're Candid shots. And it just like, we're talking about the fake Instagram world. Yeah. Like, we try so hard to drown out the noise yeah. of the phoniness of the mm-hmm. fraudulent act, like action and the fraudulent interest. That's yeah. self-interest to those people who are doing that. Nothing we do staged. No, no. And, and, and if there is a moment where we don't know what to do, I literally tell every person, just look at the camera and acknowledge that the camera's in front of you. Yeah. Cause that won't look staged. Now you're just smiling for a photo. I, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what picture comes to mind? There was this picture. It's a very common pose. Yeah. And it's like a dude is like pretty jacked and pretty shredded. And he's like standing out in like sunny LA or something. And he's like, got his flat bill on backwards yeah. and his sunglasses on. He's like looking off in the distance, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like flexing as hard as he can. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. trying to look so casual. You mentioned Arvin from <laughs> And he just loves yeah. he does that all day long. Dude, all of those guys, dude, every yeah. time I see it, I'm like, oh my God. Wow, this is how you know these guys don't get any girls. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So understand that when you're in this world of comparison, it's not worth it to compare to external values and things that are out of your control. Your scoreboard scoreboard is internal. Your scoreboard is against yourself. LeBron James doesn't leave the basketball court and look up how many points Michael Jordan dropped on that day 20 (laughs) years ago. And that's essentially what you're doing. If you're comparing yourself to others, why does he not do that? Cause it doesn't fucking matter what I'm doing. What Scott's doing, what anyone's fucking doing. It doesn't matter what you are doing is what matters, but your focus goes where your attention flows. And if you're constantly giving attention to things that aren't you, that aren't internal, that are outside of you, that are other people, that are other items, you're fighting a losing battle. You're going to be stuck in this revolving door with no exit. That's not where you want to be. Commitment to winning has to push past the point of where everyone quits. And so many people fail at the first step which is thinking that their battle's external. So many people fail to second step, which is sacrifice. So many people fail to third step, which is sacrificing time with loved ones. So many people fail to fourth step, fighting past the point of fatigue. How far are you really willing to go to fucking win, to just win your own personal game that you're playing? If you won't push past the place where everyone else quits, it doesn't mean that much to you. This is for a contest prep, too. You won't push through the days of extreme hunger, debilitating hunger. Dude, you don't deserve to win. It isn't just fucking hard for you. The resistance, starting, Any of it, none of it. It's not just hard for you. Dude, it's hard as fuck for me too. It fucking sucks hearing people talking shit when my conscience is clear. It fucking fucks with me. I mean, go back and watch the Jordan documentary. Yeah. He talks about that all the time. All the time. And and I mean, I know like Jordan is such a pinnacle level. Polarizing. And and for people to shit on him. Yeah. And it fucked with him hard. Oh yeah. It fucked with him bad. But he took it the same way I do. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's the thing about me. You got something to say? There's two ways we can figure this out. Number one, pin your clients against mine. What's up? Mm -hmm. Number two, if you really want to be a man, you know every show I'm going to be at. Step on stage. What the fuck is up? Got something to say about Michael Jordan? Switch off on me on defense, baby. (laughs) Show me what you got. Yeah. Pin your clients against mine. Pin yourself against me. Your clients are going to have a way better shot. I promise you that. And they still don't have much of a shot. So remember that. Apply that to yourself. Because when you start winning, you've got to be able to flip that on too. I've got nothing to fight anybody over. I got nothing to call people out by names or make Instagram posts on. Is there, if you really got beef, you're going to figure it out. There's two ways to fucking figure it out in this industry. You got to live every single second of you working towards your vision. Like it's fourth and goal. Let me talk about this for a second. 
I got to be a strength coach on a really good team for two years. One year, the Bengals, 12 and four. Next year, 11 and five. Those are two good seasons. Every single day in practice, we had fourth and goal training. The players had no idea when it was fourth and goal training. It was at different elements of practice every single day. The coaches and the strength coaches discussed. We had a signal. We had a secret signal amongst everyone the players never picked up on. When it was fourth and goal, the only execution that was accepted was beyond perfect. Usually you practice until it's perfect or until you can't get it wrong. This one was far beyond perfect. Every step, every movement, body language, word, exercise, perfect. The players had no idea this was going on. They would eventually figure it out when they've had to redo the same thing eight fucking times. Hmm. And the coaches are reaming their fucking ass. They would eventually figure it out. And now they know what they're battling for. But now they've done the same fucking thing eight times. You ever been to an NFL practice? No, you haven't. They're terrible. They are brutal. So now you have extreme fatigue that has set in on top of you have to be perfect. This is fourth and goal training. This is fourth and goal. You're fighting for the AFC North Championship. You got your arch fucking nemesis who's about to score. If they score here, they go ahead. There's two minutes left in the game. What are you going to do? Because the way you train right now, that's what happens. Who worked harder in their fourth and goal periods? Right now, we're finding out. There's no luck on fourth and goal. Who trained harder every day in the summer? Who studied film harder? Who trained harder every day and practice leading up to this game? Whichever team has played, has practiced harder and has done their job better up to that point of the season wins on fourth and goal. So you treat every single day like it's fourth and goal because someday you're going to have to show up and be prepared for a battle you didn't even know you were going to face. And honestly, every single day as a leader, when you get into that leadership position amongst a whole bunch of winners, it's fourth and goal. There's decisions that need to be made. There's execution that has to be absolutely perfect. If you're not preparing for fourth and goal right now, you're preparing to get your fucking shit pushed in when it becomes fourth and goal in real life. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care how I feel like death you are. I don't care how bored you are. I don't care how bad you want to go to sleep. I don't care how much you hate putting in the extra hours. I don't care how much you miss your friends. I don't care about any of that. Choose to go one more round. Choose to win. Choose to sacrifice for the win. Choose the commitment to winning. Every day is fourth and goal. What are you going to do with it? Episode 46. We'll see you next time.